0: The opinions expressed here reflect the judgment of the host and are subject to change. The material has been prepared and can be distributed for information purposes and is not a solicitation or an offer to buy any security or instrument or to participate in any trading strategy. Additional information is available upon request. Please contact Jason Steele at info at westonbanks.com.
1: Welcome to Media and Your Money with host Jason Steele. Our program will help you make the most of your investment plans, whether it's for your future, your child's future, or short and long-term financial planning. Now, here is your host, Jason Steele.
2: Good morning, East Coast. Again, wake up, West Coast. Uh, this is our second show. We started last week for our inaugural uh, show for Media and Your Money. Uh, today will be our second show. We have a uh, no particular lineup um, last week, we had talked about having Thomas Hagstrom on with F-squared, and uh, as everything happens, things change. And so we were notified that they won't be able to talk today, um, so we pushed them off. So we're going to talk a little bit about the market data. We're going to continue from last week, talk about access to information. Um, so let's kind of walk through some of the headlines that are happening this morning. Um, this morning, you wake up and you hear about possibly Apple splitting seven for one. Uh, and maybe trying to put them into the Dow Jones Industrial Average. Uh, it's very different than what we had last night. Uh, we have a big surge today in the NASDAQ uh, just because of the announcement alone. Um, the NASDAQ features are soaring, and the Apple and Caterpillar and GM. All the reports were, were great. Let's kind of talk about how we react to information. So yesterday at 4.15 when we put our report out, I'm going to kind of talk to you about what the, the market did. Stocks took a breather. Uh, the Dow was off about 12 points to 16,501. Uh, the S&P 500, it snapped a six-day winning streak as it declined four points to 1875. The NASDAQ, it lost 34 points to 4,126. The major averages, they, they kind of retreated all across the board on a batch of uh, of, of uh, dozens and dozens of disappointing economic data. So new home sales, they unexpectedly dropped about 14.5% in March to an eight-month low. And then we had some higher mortgage rates that kind of got announced during the day. Uh, the preliminary reading on the U.S. manufacturing gauge surprisingly decreased to 554 in April from a final reading of 55.5% a month earlier. Uh, in addition, we saw a measure of manufacturing in China, which contracted for the fourth consecutive month. So overall, all of these sectors finished completely mixed. Um, telecom and technology were were the worst performing groups yesterday. AT and T dropped about three and a half percent to about thirty five bucks. And then we heard that about iPhone installments uh, plans weighed on the company's profit outlook for for AT and T. Um, and then what's interesting is listen to this: Apple declined one point one percent to five twenty five yesterday. And then Facebook fell two point two. So let's kind of revac what's going to happen today. At the end of the market yesterday, Apple announced earnings. And at the same time, they are teetering with a seven-for-one stock split. And so after hours trading last night, Apple's up 8%. Again, where else but the access to information and constant streaming media, can someone be able to trade profitably to make money for their portfolio with such constant information. I had a client two days ago call me and say, hey, uh, we've owned Apple for about uh, uh, 10 years. Um, uh, He's had about a a 350% gain. Uh, It kind of teetered around, I guess, around 535 for him, 528. Um, He realized he didn't need to keep it long-term. He think he can go do some real estate and do some development. So we sold it just because nothing was on the horizon. We couldn't foresee anything. And then we had the announcement yesterday, and now it's up to uh, up in the 530s. Um, so point being is that access to information is going to continue to, to make a lot of ways on your portfolio. And here at Meeting Your Money, we're going to give you some insight on in how to be profitable. So let me kind of title the show The Death of Cable. Um, when I woke up this morning, I really was telling my wife last night that uh, I had a deep conversation with her about really not having our cable bill. And we've already seen about three million Americans who have already cut the cord. Um, they basically have, have turned to Netflix. They've turned to Hulu. Uh, you know, if you if you visit a dorm room somewhere at college, there are no cable boxes anywhere. They all have got their iPads. It's just instant access. Um, same thing with newspapers. In fact, you know, for newspapers, we've seen publishers. Uh, Telephone utilities, I mean even stockbrokers like us, record companies, bookstores, travel agencies, all these type of things have gone by the wayside, and I think cable is next. So let's kind of – we'll kind of review a couple stocks later in the show that might be great for your portfolio because of the access to media and and where media and the streaming market is going to help in the future. Um, But going back to newspapers, it's funny. um, I think we read more news. Papers or news today than we ever did, but we don't read them in quite the same way. Um, In fact, we see now that people are going online looking at newspapers daily. I go to a a breakfast place called The Bull Bear here in Raleigh, North Carolina. I get breakfast, and I got a couple of guys that I see every morning um, in there, and they're all with their iPads. Um, And so we read newspapers, uh, but we read more online. And those are just some of the warning signs that we're going to see. What's interesting is back in 1993, a man named Gordy Thompson, um, he worked for uh, a, a paper, uh, and he basically was kind of the internet guru of to keep things fresh. And he basically made a comment when a 14 year old kid can blow up your business in his spare time, not because he hates you, but because he loves you, you got a problem. See, Gordy worked for the New York Times. He was in the habit of hanging out on internet message boards, and he had noticed that fans of like the Miami Herald's popular humorous Dave Barry were reposting Barry's columns online so people couldn't read the Herald and enjoy them. In other words, the greatest competitive threat for newspapers was the popularity of their own content. And so when you go back and look what people wanted, they wanted it more and they wanted it fast. So do you catch that? People wanted their content instantaneously, and that's why so many – Today, instant video businesses are, are, are out there uh, uh, making a trend on the internet, and I think it's going to be the ultimate cable killer. Um, in fact, in a world full of new entertainment options, I think – you know which cable killer do you think is going to make it? Is it Netflix? Is it Apple? Is it Google? I don't think it's going to be any of them. I think the real riches will be claimed by, by three other companies that we'll speak about in a few minutes. Um, they're perfectly positioned for about the $2.2 trillion takeover of the content on business demand. Um, that's kind of what you're reading about every day, and it might sound familiar. So we don't use textbooks anymore. Um, we don't use uh, uh, calculators anymore, it seems like. We don't use uh, uh, newspapers like we used to. Uh, we use record players. No. <laughs> we don't use xylophones anymore. Um, all these things that are today have now gone to a little thing called the iPad. And travel's changing. Everything's changing. Um, the phone, you don't see a cord anymore. The, you see you see cells. So when we come back from break, um, we'll talk a little bit about a couple of companies that you might want to put some money into and, and some things that uh, would work out well for us. Um, but you got to believe that when Gordy Thompson went out there and was re, republishing the stuff on the internet and the chat boards, he was telling the corporate bosses of Wall Street, uh, people want what they want, when they want it, where they want it, and how they want it. So when we come back, we'll talk about those companies. Stay with us.
0: Game-changing technologies and strategies are transformational, exciting, and disruptive for a reason. They shake up your status quo. They get you thinking about new ways to scale, compete, and grow. They move you in amazing new directions. You're invited to Take Your Coffee Break with Game Changers on Thursdays at 7 a.m. Pacific Time, 10 a.m. Eastern Time for our special series on the future of business. Learn how you can become the transformational leader who takes your company across the finish line as you look ahead to the next breakthrough wave of innovation. The Future of Business with Game Changers, presented by SAP on the Business Channel
3: Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice
1: America. You are listening to Media and Your Money with Jason Steele. If you have a question or comment about our program, please send an email to jason.steele at westonbanks.com. That's jasons S T E E L E at Westonbanks.com. Now, back to media and your money.
2: Welcome back. So we kind of took before the break. We were talking about uh, the possible death of cable and and how I woke up and was like, you know what? I'm going to cut the cable bill with three more uh, million Americans. Um, We've kind of seen that uh, uh, the cable industry – is about $2.2 trillion, and I think it's about to bite the dust. And we kind of mentioned that it's like newspapers and publishers and telephone utilities and stockbrokers and everything from bookstores to travel agencies have already uh, succumbed to, to internet and how the media has uh, taken these off the shelf. Um, so we were talking about a couple companies that I think might be an absolute must-own uh, for a portfolio in the coming years. And before we took the break, we talked about, you know, Apple. Uh, yesterday, you know, being down a couple percent, and then all of a sudden, Apple soars on earnings, um, and it's going to be up probably 10% for the day. Uh, in fact, uh, just across my desk here, uh, I have a, a, a news article that just kind of got posted, and it says uh, Apple's climbing 8.5% in the pre market, extending gains from Wednesday's after-hour session, as the firm said it would enact, it is true, enact a seven-for-one stock split and the computer maker's earnings report. Apple also said quarterly profit rose by 7% and that it would increase its share buyback program to $90 billion from $60 billion. Um, That's big. And so if they do a 7 for 1, um, I have my personal opinion that that would probably uh, put Apple the opportunity to go into the Dow Industrials. You see, the Dow has only got 30 stocks. And, uh, even though it might be the Sports Illustrated kiss of death, you know, you go in the Sports Illustrated, you don't really do anything. Um, that's happened for many companies that have, that, that have called at the Dow. Um, but their stock price was too high in order to, 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 to be on the Dow at this point. So the seven for one would help it do that. So, you know, I, I would think, you know, with the stock split, there might be a quick earning surge with today's announcements to pick up some money and, and maybe see a profit, uh, of a few percentage points here and there for the next few days. But let's move away from Apple and talk about three stocks that I think uh, would make it forward earnings and forward portfolio revenue for forward thinking for future growth. Um, And if you owned Apple uh, a decade ago, you've had over 2,000 percent gains. Um, And what made them so special is you probably have it in your hand and you have it in your pocket. You're listening to an iPad right now is that they changed the technology area. Um, I actually watched – jobs uh over easter weekend uh with steve jobs the uh, with ashton kutcher and really saw how reclusive steve Jobs was but how brilliant he was you know he was thinking of things you know years into the advance that nobody could say you couldn't do and uh and he did it and and i think we're going to see some lasting effects of other products coming out so going back to three companies so my first company um on my list that i think would be uh different and i think you're going to kind of laugh a little bit is Walt Disney, uh, the symbol D I S. Uh, it's kind of on a big scorecard for me, where I'm able to to recommend what they're buying. Um, they kind of place at the heart of my philosophy of kind of not buying whole but kind of following the media trends, what they're doing into. Um, they've just acquisitioned a, cu- a couple companies that that I that I've recommended before in other portfolios like Marvel and Pixar. Everybody remembers those uh, the, those cartoons that have come out with with Disney. But for investors, the the beauty of Disney is more than than Mickey Mouse. Um, uh, A company makes its money in a a variety of ways. They they make it on movies and and, and theme parks uh, and studios and media networks uh, and consumer products. And and the power that Disney has in their brand is it touches us every single way we go, and that brand is going strong, which is why now – I like as an excellent time to, to kind of board this ride and maybe pick up some Disney from my from my portfolio. And remember, for media and your money, uh, and uh, listeners, we don't think uh, long-term is 10 to 12 years. We think it's a good four to five years. That That's kind of how the trend works. Um, but let's look at uh, five things I like about Disney right now. Well, the first of all is ESPN. Um, they're a one-stop sports channel. It's knocking them out of the park. With a plethora of, of coverage, and they make forays into internet streaming with the ESPN3. Um, I even watched uh, the 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 Final Four and ACC tournaments uh, on the iPad on the ESPN app that was downloaded. So again, didn't watch it on TV. Watched it on my iPad uh, for a changing media culture. Secondly, uh, Disney's got lots of characters. Um, they have a deep in in and widening treasure box, as we call it, filled with some of your favorite characters from cars and princesses to pirates and, um, uh, and superheroes, especially with my kids, superheroes, um, they can all be written about, put on screens, and, and sold to more and more people every single day. So that's ESPN and lots of characters. Third thing is they have these amusement parks. You combine the excitement of a roller coaster and, and, and water slide with the fun of beloved characters, and you have some prime vacation spots that, that we all can bring in our cash and and and, and help increase their revenues. Um, and then they've got this – what I call a global a global goodness um, with instantaneously recognizable characters and an unmistakable brand. Disney, they'll, they'll translate well into virtually every language as the company continues to expand its international presence. Um you know, and the fifth thing I think you could think about was, I guess my son always uses the word, "Dad, use your imagination." Um, Disney's name, Imagineering. It, it, this is Disney's name for the the place where imagination and engineering intersect. Rides can come from movies, and movies can come from rides. I mean, I went over there and rode the Pirates of Car- the Caribbean ride with my son. Um, we've we've gone over there and ridden, you know, the Spider-Man roller coaster. Um, each of these brings other things to life in, in new and profitable ways. And so I think those five things with ESPN and lots of character, amusement parks, global goodness, Imagineering, uh are things we need to closely watch. Um, another thing that I'm watching is kind of the loss of mojo. And what I mean is it happened once before, um, back when they made some bad movies. You know, they kind of lost their their touch. There was a movie out there that was called The Brave Little Toaster. I don't think any of y'all remember that, but it, it lost millions for Disney. But we also could have another recession, and Disney survived the last one, but a second dip would would allow it to be painful? Yeah, but with its advertising amusement budget, I think Disney keeps moving on because families still want to spend money on their kids. It's one thing they don't give up is their is, is their, uh, their travel. Um, sports injuries, let's talk about that. ESPN is a football field ahead of the competition in sports programming, and, and it seems to have pretty much all the uh, listeners and viewership. But at an a la carte pricing program, let's talk about cable, they perhaps have gone to a program like DISH where it's completely dropping the channel, DISH Network, because DISH can go out there and program it as well. So they could put a swift halt to any pricing power when it comes to to, to using cable and watching ESPN. So you need to use the apps or you need to go get DISH where you can lose some some, uh, uh, – basically, if you lose ESPN – you don't watch it, then you're, lo- you're losing money for for uh, for, for uh, Disney. So recently, I have a ten-year-old son. His name is Gramble, and he loves to sing this "Let It Go" by Frozen. So so ultimately, Frozen's recent success, I think, will add a lot of cash to the bottom line. But you might have other things like Thor and the new Spider-Man movie might be blockbusters. But they're dwarfed by the money that Disney makes in, in offering in their theme parks and things like that. So the family friendly brand is is only getting stronger, and and I think you sh- we should rock with the mouse uh, for a couple more years to come and and add that to a portfolio because of those five things. I think Disney is going to be a, a big pro in the access to media. Um, so the second uh, a stock, let's move up uh, a second stock. You probably, you're probably not familiar with this. Uh, you know we've all heard about Google and, and Netflix. But have you, have you ever heard of Scripps Networks? Uh, the media junkies um, are already pretty much in hog heaven right now. Uh, millions of websites, thousands of iPhone apps, and, and hundreds of TV channels await us with just a click of this mouse, a, a flick of our thumb, and a quick of a touch of a button with Scripps Networks. Um, we're seeing already on, on some programs that I could pick up via the web. I can, I can buy uh, a stock advisor. I could buy uh, uh, a Bloomberg News. Um, these companies are leading the way in today's entertainment world, which makes them our best investments. So um, scripts. basically, if you've ever turned your TV on for inspiration to, to remodel your bathroom or, or, or fix dinner in your flash or, or, or pack a bag for, for vacation, you've enjoyed the content that Scripps Networks um, have have done uh, they they're the owner of hgdv the they're, they're an owner of the food network uh they're an owner of uh, the travel channel and with basically a portfolio of some of the the cable's top channels scripts is a must watch for investors eager to profit from the entertainment star so i wouldn't change the channel and i wouldn't sell out a, a scripts if you own it currently um they broke off from a from a slow moving newspaper and tv station um Owner, which I think was E.W. Scripps, back in 2008, and as often as the case for uh, for cars and conglomerates and and, and different parts of, of cable, um, Scripps networks can can give you a fast-growing business with an international appeal. So, the program uh, they advertise uh, a little bit differently. Uh, it's a very vicious cycle. Uh, uh, better programming uh, gets in our homes through these these apps uh, through HGTV and things like that. But it means a lot of these ad dollars and affiliate fees um, can invest in invest in better content because um, we know we want to watch today. So let's look at some of the lineups. Um, they have an all-star lineup, such as ESPN, um, which reaches over 100 million households and, and generates billions in revenue. Like for Disney, well, Scripps they're they're moving a little further up the dial, and 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 here's some names. Um, they, as i mentioned earlier, own h g t v and and they have uh ninety nine uh, million households uh uh listening and their revenue is about seven hundred and eighty six million in 2013. um Have you ever watched uh, house hunters or, or design Star? That, that's h g t v food network uh the food network has about hundred million uh households that, that that view and and listen um their revenue last year is about eight hundred and thirty million. So, you know, I've actually watched Iron Chef plenty of times. Um you got the Travel Channel, uh which which has about ninety five million. Um uh, you've got uh that crazy show Ghost Adventures, which is part of that. Uh you've got your uh, uh I think it's called the DIY uh network, um, you know, Man Caves, Dream House, uh Cooking Channel. Um, with emerald uh, fad food and and uh, then you have that great the new one, the great American country, um, which has got bull riding and, and drafting and things like that and they 're about sixty three million so they generate revenue from advertising and, and the affiliate fees and cable and satellite providers pay to carry these programming so revenue has grown as a compound annual growth rate to about ten percent over the over the past past three years Um so they're kind of more than a, than a couch cushion that we can sit there and, and listen with our iPad. Uh, they got about 1.1 billion, um, in acquisition is what they paid for travel channel. It didn't come cheap, but they made a lot of money off that. Uh, we were initially skeptical here at Weston Banks when we looked closer at how much money they paid, but we saw they kind of backed it with some senior notes that, uh, over the next five years they can get that money back. Um, when we look across the media landscape, a company with strict, Scripps' is strong brand and and basically huge financial fortitude, uh, they can increase probably cash on cash between ten to fifteen percent per year, uh, given a similar return uh, on our equity investment like disney so bottom line is uh, we can show off all our programming with Scripps uh, we can start a positioning you know, today with with kind of putting in your portfolio and, and you might be turning a profit there for years. So let's take another commercial break and uh, we'll come back and talk about our last company and maybe give you uh, some ideas and, and maybe I'll read some emails from some, some, uh, listeners that have come in. Be back in a minute.
1: We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network live wherever you go, on iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. You are listening to Media and Your Money with Jason Steele. If you have a question or comment about our program, please send an email to jason.steele at westonbanks.com. That's jason.steele at westonbanks.com. Now, back to media and your money.
2: Good morning, and uh, welcome, San Francisco. Uh, You guys are waking up. You're looking at a bounce right now in the open for the NASDAQ. Um, The NASDAQ futures uh, took off. Uh, Right now, Apple's up 8% in the rally. Um, So there's a lot of news that happened while you were sleeping. Um, You know, Apple announced they're going to be doing a seven-for-one stock split uh, and possibly trying to uh, uh, make it to the Dow uh, as one of the Dow, Dow 30. So we kind of started the show today uh, about cutting the cable bill, the death of cable, and how I basically probably going to turn it off and... Um, my wife and I have been watching Netflix. We've been watching House of Cards. We've been watching things on like Mad Men, the reruns. Uh, uh, and I don't get it, though, by the way. What is it with Don Draper and women? Um, what is it that has my wife every night um, tuning in and, and watching four and five episodes at a time? It's it's really amazing. Um, she says he's a complex character, but it reels him in. So bringing with that, uh, I'm going to circle back that around to the access to media. Um she doesn't watch TV anymore. She watches the, the iPad or she watches Netflix. Um, and, and I've kind of talked about why we're going to join three other million people that have already cut the cable, cable bill. Um, and there's three stocks we're talking about that you think would be great for your portfolio. Uh, one was Disney and, and their conglomerate that they've, they've, they've added. Another one was Scripps, um, uh, net, uh, interactive network that owns all these wonderful, uh, shows from the Cooking Channel uh, to HGTV. And the third one I'm going to talk to you about is Discovery Communications. Who? Discovery Communications. The NASDAQ symbol is uh, D-I-S-C-K. Um, so if you've ever kind of hooked up on some sort of fascinating TV, uh, you're among a lot of people that uh, 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 basically are, are are trying to find uh, a single-channel uh, of, of shows that they, they, they'd like to go with. So let me find some notes here real quickly on Discovery. So Discovery was started uh, in 1985, and it's an educational media mogul, and it has 2 billion subscribers in 223 countries and territories through 162 networks. Um, and as you're about to learn what we'll talk about, Discovery is ready to really start moving and going places. Um, they were a, they, they a high-definition pioneer. They, they cultivated a fan base uh, for its crystal-clear content when nothing was available. And in 2011, a couple of years ago, they launched uh, the world's first 24-hour 3D channel on a joint venture with Sony and IMAX. Um, Discovery is once again courting early adopters and, and, and setting itself up to be content leader in 3D technology and the lots of mainstream. So while we'll stay tuned for – a lot in that upcoming programming here later in the show uh, and other shows to come. We're excited about the niche that this company has already carved out. Uh, they're largely largely nonfiction content. Um, it's very cheap to create. It translates to a whole bunch of languages and cultures around the world, and and they have a, a strong international subscription as well as high margins. So, in 2008, we can go back to their their EBITDA, their earnings before interest in taxes. Um, and taxes, and they topped about 36 percent. And net margins had, had been north of 11% for years. Uh, they generate a pretty good revenue stream, uh, about $5.2 billion a year from all these affiliate fees that are paid by cable and satellite operators to, to take them. So the rest comes from advertising and, and Honest Network and, and to its websites, such as How Stuff Works, if you've ever seen that. Um, it's pretty cool. And, and royalties and merchandise and DVD sales and sponsorships. So um, the stock comes in three classes. And we actually recommend buying DISCK if you're going to own the stock. Um, They offer some equity uh, yet with nearly about 10% discount to the more popular A-share, which is DISCA. You won't get any voting rights, um, but those are concentrated in the closely held DICB shares, which you'll kind of – not going to lose much there, but uh, you'll get a better deal with the DISCK. So it's kind of a compelling package. Uh, the stock was about 75 bucks. Um They trade for over 25 times earnings. Uh, a lot of analysts that we follow uh, uh, look for growth of 21% over the next five years. Um, now, here's some risks of discovery and probably things that w- when we might sell. Um, the biggest long-term threat that discovery has is that as a TV content spreads online – Viewers may cancel their cable subscriptions, just like me, just like I'm talking about today. So while the ad-driven networks can adapt to use their own websites, um, such as Hulu, um, they're going to have some challenges, you know, finding more networks that to pick them up. So they've got to grow a bigger internet presence. Um, But this may not be all that big of a threat as they move forward because um, they have a joint initiative venture called TV everywhere. Uh the plan makes content available online to cable subscribers. Uh they let uh users move from one format, uh a device or a location to another. Um so you can start watching, for example, Deadliest Catch on TV at your home, but then you gotta run out to the soccer game with your son and and you can kind of finish it on your iPad uh you know during the break. <laughs> so um or on the train if you're ready between work. Um if that initiative fails, which I personally don't believe it will, um, or if legal challenges make it uh, unworkable, uh, Discovery may suffer a kind of a very slow bleed in following subscriptions. So, but on the other hand, if they do have a successful transition from TV Everywhere, it may mean that they have a lot of higher affiliate fees and and better than forecasted growth. So, given that the industry interest in TV everywhere, we would think that the, the better scenario is likely, you know, uh, which is why we're having the show about, you know, the death of cable. Um, we'll be watching closely. And if Discovery can navigate that online world, um, which we all seem to be navigating more and more and more. Uh, in fact, you probably don't realize this, we're online, you know, Voice America. You're not, we're not on a regular uh, a radio. We are on internet radio, um, which is now you're listening probably from your iPad or from your cell phone or your, under Apple. So we'll change the channel if they if they don't uh, are able to, to move forward. So um, Discovery, they carry about a six and a half billion dollars of total debt on its balance sheet. And remember, they did about five point two million billion last year in 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 affiliate fees and. Um, most of this is due down several years down the road, and we think the company can can manage its payments and, and its cash flow. Um, but we'll be looking for a return of capital, which factors in the debt, which you know to keep it improving. Um, so our bottom line is that while uh, these three stocks offer some great potential, um, we kind of recall how you know uh, Mickey Mouse uh, took Pixar and Marvel. Uh, off the market, um, um, meaning they picked them up. Discovery's in the an uh, entertainment juggernaut with and the Disney Mist. Um, they picked that up. Um, I think there's many acquisitions around the corner for them. Uh, we don't expect it right now, but we think they're coming. Uh, Discovery is largely uh, a family-friendly, education-oriented programming and it offers a great counterpart to, to Disney's Magic Kingdom, but we think it has a lot of room to roam. So We'll add discovery uh, to our entertainment uh, portfolio in um, and media and your money, and you should make a part of yours too uh, as we move forward. So um, we've got about uh, a few minutes left in the show, and we're going to look at some what people have asked. Um, I've got an email here of, of uh, who are you? Who, who is Weston Banks? Um, what kind of bank are you? And I think it's funny because we are neither a bank. Um, uh, or a little shop you see where you can go to an ATM machine. Um, Weston Banks, with an S, Weston Banks Wealth Partners, is uh, the name of the firm that I started a couple years ago. Uh, we have nine employees and we're growing. Um, we believe that we're one of the f- forward-thinking investments that are out there to to uh, 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 promote um, a Uh, uh, a tactical management portfolio where you don't buy and hold because of this whole access to media. Uh, Once good news happens, it happens great. Supply and demand, market goes up, more people buy, the market goes up, more people sell, market goes down. Um, So Weston Banks uh, is the name of two of my three boys. I have uh, Gramble Weston, and Weston's his middle name, and Fletcher Banks. So Weston Banks, Wealth Partners. I have a third son, Macaulay Crawford. He's not part of the company yet or part of the name yet, but we'll probably name a boardroom after him. So that's kind of where the name Western Bank's Wealth Partners come from. Um, last week we got an email that said, uh, what is this IRA enhancer? Uh, uh, well, the IRA enhancer is our proprietary product. Uh, you can go to uh, uh, the Voice America homepage. Uh, there will be a, an ad for the top that says IRA download guide. Um, and since we're new to the show – uh, when you download a guide, it basically uh, comes up with an email. You can just email us back, and we'll send you the guide. We're getting those links hooked up uh, shortly. But the IRA Enhancer is a, a program where we take all uh, these tactical managers, these four managers that watch the media and the trends and the sectors across the U.S. and the world. And we basically are able to uh, follow the good news, keep you involved, participate with protection on the upside – as the market starts to, uh, decline, these managers can take exit strategies and, uh, three of the four managers can, can, can move every week and one of the managers can, makes a decision every month. Um, four of those managers, uh, all put together, uh, have never had a declining year more than 5% in one year. In fact, in 2008, the biggest decline that you saw at 37% in the Dow, uh, all the managers have gone to cash and we're in profits. Um, the big negative year was uh, during 2005 and the market didn't know which way it was going up or down, finished about 4% for the year positive and, and our portfolio guys did about 3% negative. So when you go back and look at those guys together, they're averaging about 21 to 25% over the last 10 years, um, before our expenses. Um, and we charge between one and a half and 2% to give you access to those guys. So when we talk about, uh, 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 the IRA enhancer, uh, go to the website, do that, take a look at it. Um, what we'll do is we'll take another commercial break. Um, we'll come back and we'll kind of summarize, uh, the whole show and we'll talk about next week's show.
3: Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN.
1: Hi, I'm Ed Krell, CEO of Destination Maternity. We proudly support the March of Dimes work to reduce the rate of premature birth. The numbers have gone down in the past five years, but still, nearly half a million babies are born too soon in the United States each year. We're helping the March of Dimes fund cutting-edge research and community programs to help more moms have full-term pregnancies and healthy babies. Join us in working
0: together for stronger, healthier babies. Visit marchofdimes.com. Tune into to the Voice America Variety Channel on the Voice America Talk Radio Network. every Thursday at 10 a.m. Pacific, 1 p.m. Eastern, on Voice America Business. Are you a business innovator, or are you just sitting on the sidelines?
1: each Thursday at noon Eastern and 9 a.m. Pacific Time. Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television?
3: Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand
1: 24-7. You are listening to Media and Your Money with Jason Steele. If you have a question or comment about our program, Please send an email to jason.steele at westonbanks.com. That's jason.steele at westonbanks.com. Now, back to media and your money.
2: Welcome back. And so, uh, as we conclude the show today, uh, we hope you have picked up a couple, uh, good ideas that you might want to pick up for your, for your portfolio for the new golden age, um, of TV. And those were, uh, Walt Disney, on um, the symbol DIS, uh, Scripps Networks and Discovery Communications. Um, you know, not guaranteeing they're going to make it, but as we look at the media trend that the U.S. seems to be moving into, and in, in the cable bill um, probably being cut by, by millions of Americans, these three stocks would be uh, a good own for your for your portfolio. Um, so, the part of the premise of Media and Your Money is to kind of give you some ideas and let you see how and, and dwell in you and, and give you some education. Uh, we've explored the fact that media is why the, the market goes up more today than actually fundamentals. Um, I mean fundamentals work. They're there, uh, especially in a bull market. But the media and the constant streaming media and the reporting of it is what, what would uh, uh, allow a stock to go. So you know, how does that work? I mean how does the stock market work? Well, remember, we talked earlier last week about supply and demand. Uh, the more t- times you buy a stock, the stock goes up. So let's go back to Apple. We've talked about Apple today a lot um, because it was the headline news yesterday. Uh, 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 Apple uh, had a nice quarter. Uh, they did what they're doing what's called an expanded buyback. Um, they had an 8% dividend bump and a 7-for-1 and a stock split they announced last night. Um, they had a – let me read something to you verbatim from one of our analysts. It said they had a solid quarter as demand for iPhones was better than expected iPad sales were good, and at the high end of the company's estimates, but the lower end of street expectations, inventory levels of devices declined. Much of the call seemed to revolve around the iPad and the potential market size, especially now that Microsoft has office for the iPad. So the company indicated that Apple TV was no longer a hobby, which is likely a nod to the success of Google's uh, Chromecast and Amazon's Fire TV. Apple didn't tip its hand on the timing of new product launches, but guidance seems to suggest that it will follow its classic pattern. So all of a sudden, um, we get headline news this morning um, that, that the Nasdaq's rally on Apple shares. So in the after-hours market, people were going in and trying to pick up Apple. And there's what's called an after-hours market where you can buy the shares. And um, uh, the stock rallied 8% during the night, um, opens this morning, continues at 8% rally. Um, uh, and now they've surged. So there are big gains from Apple. They've, they've now pushed the whole tech stock up. Um, Apple climbed to $566 or $35 um, when they opened. Um, and, and so now how supply and demand works is really the more people that buy the stock is what makes it goes up. That, that is the stock market. And the more people that sell the stock, the stock goes down. And I just find it hard um, for, for brokers today to give true, real advice with the constant streaming media, you know, back in the in, in the 70s, 80s, uh, an article like this on the 7 for one stock split would would happen on a newswire, um, and then uh, the warehouses of Merrill Lynch and J.P. Morgan and Goldman Sachs would pick it up, um, uh, probably the day or two later. It wasn't immediate, um, and then they would uh, maybe have a guy like Walter Cronkite kind of talk about it on TV after markets close and the next day a guy would have to read the paper and 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 maybe call his broker It was a very long process, but uh, instantaneously there's been a lot of shares already in Apple uh, buying today. Um, In fact, the volume right now is uh, good grief. uh, 7,923,000 shares have traded and it's only 951 this morning and it's going pretty fast. So, you know, we have to kind of look at, uh, the parameters that we play in, in, in this field. So as you kind of look at your portfolio ahead, uh, we ask that you watch your headline news, uh, put some stop losses in those stocks that you really love, uh, uh watch Apple. Uh, I have a feeling it'll keep moving some in the next few days as, as people come in every day and buy the stock heading into the weekend, um, especially in a stock, a stock split. It's going to be cheap, uh, to own with a seven for one. So, um, Second thing I want to I want to bring up for for next week is we've got Dave Armstrong. He's with Good Harbor. He's one of our tactical managers within the IRA Enhancer. Uh, he'll be talking about their philosophy uh, of making educated calls. They one, they're either all in, or they're all out, or they're half in. And when they actually are all in, they use leveraged ETFs, exchange traded funds, on certain sectors. And today they're in the uh, Midcap and, and S&P 500, uh, fully in and leveraged on those. Um, last year, they returned about 26%. Uh, they're 2008; uh, they were up about one and a half percent in 2008. Um, they've got a, uh, a five-year record of, of 24%, a ten-year record of 19%, um, and really with no down years. So, come join us next week as we as we interview Dave Armstrong uh, of Good Harbor. Uh, the following week. We'll uh, be interviewing uh, 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 Athena Invest uh, on May 8th, um, and we'll be interviewing them where they buy one stock or one ETF and own, and they can make a trade constantly. Um, and then we'll bring, bring back Thomas Hackstrom uh, in late May for F-square where uh, they're the fund that has kind of taken Wall Street by storm and raised billions of dollars with their tactical management. So um, that concludes today's show. We thank you for listening. We thank you for for spending time with us. Um, we hope that you have a profitable portfolio with media and your money. And come back next week.
1: Thank you again for tuning in this week to Media and Your Money. Please join your host Jason Steele again next Thursday at 6 a.m. Pacific time, 9 a.m. Eastern time, on the Voice America Business Channel. We'll talk next week.